Good evening and welcome to Salome Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie. I have a return guest on. I have Maranika Bowman on, along with her mother. Maranika was last on the podcast, Season 3, Episode 104, 131, 159, and 160. Now, the situation is we're doing an update. Apparently on Monday 5th, there was an emergency ex parte where a clerk of the court called Marinetta uh, talking about disparagement of the court. I'm going to let Marinetta explain it better than I can. So welcome, Marinetta. Hi, Marianne. Thank you for having us back again. Glad to have you back and welcome, Mom. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, they had an emergency ex parte hearing um, on Monday the 5th um, for a modification of the visitation that I have with my daughter. The emergency hearing is a visitation. The reason that they give, um, from what I'm reading, is that one of the reasons is because that I am involved in this series of podcasts, hmm. which I'm doing. And um, because they say that, that I refuse to do counseling, counseling. And another thing that they put that I uh, took my daughter to the hospital, the emergency room and stated that her father punched her in her head. And the fourth reason was that I don't want to communicate. I'm refusing to communicate with her dad on the, um, my wizard app. So I am going to go through each and every one of them. I'm glad that they're listening. I'm really glad that they're paying attention. You understand? Because mm-hmm. it didn't have to come to your podcast for, for me to expose what is going on or to reach out to help to talk about what is going on in my in my case. Because I've wrote, um, I've written so many letters to people in position in um, Delaware and no one have responded. I Like I said prior, I have wrote, written the ACLU. I've written the Congresswoman of Delaware. I've written the Senator of Delaware. I've written um, the commission, um, the Supreme Court, the commissioner of um, DFS, none of whom responded to my letters, none of them. So mm-hmm. we, don't, we didn't have to come here. So if I had no one to turn to, nobody to talk to, right? Where do, what they expect me to do? Because if anybody was in my position, they would have reached out to talk to people. This is a lot when you're going through this type of stuff. It's, it's a lot for someone to bear. It is a lot for one person to bear, you know? And much is that you have a child that is involved, that nothing is done right by this child. This child has been, nothing that they have done, this judge, Natalie Ashkin has done, she has considered how it's gonna affect my child psychologically. And then you're worrying about um, me being on the podcast is gonna affect my child psychologically. I think that's the least of their worries after there have been multiple issues in the lo- in the national news of children being murdered. Exactly. And, and recently, and recently, that, mm-hmm, recently they had three kids, I think it was in Missouri, mm-hmm. the two, four and six year old at the, um, where the father killed them. Mm-hmm. And he had he had an issue before he even granted um, sole custody. They know before the court gave him sole custody, he had a whole lot of issues, alcohol and drugs and a whole lot of stuff going on with him. But he still got the kids. And what he ended up doing, killing them, you're right. So yes, Marianne. And, and they're worried, a, a clerk of the court is worried about a podcast. And DFS doesn't care. What people have to understand is CPS doesn't care. All they want to do is go after families that have kids that are adoptable to make money. This is a child trafficking ring. What I want to correct is, no, is the the attorney, she is worried about the podcast because that's what is stated in the order, that Mm -hmm. she's concerned that I'm involved in a series of podcasts that is disparaging to the court, disparaging to myself, disparaging to dad, and it's going to affect the child, even the gal. What I'm saying is true. Whose attorney? His attorney, Laura Brooks. 
she she worrying about me disparaging the court. I have respect for the court. I'm a trained officer and I know what respect the court is. She don't have no respect for the court. She forget what she took this case to the court with no evidence to back it up, no police report because all the allegations that dad made, right? And the video that he made that my daughter's being touched from the front and behind, this was never reported to the police, but she took it to the court. Even when they um, claimed that I slapped my daughter and my mom slapped my daughter, where is the mark? Like the judge said, she see that she see a mark. Mm -hmm. She she saw a mark. Somebody want to call it? No, I guess the um, the one yes. She see a mark. What mark? None of this was reported. The doctor didn't write so that my daughter was hit at that time. There was no doctor's report, right? Mm -hmm. And then for three years, my friend named the same person that was um, accused of touching my daughter and doing all of this stuff. His name was dragged through the court system for almost three years. Hmm? Is this year, June, when uh, one of the DFS worker came to see me. Same time he was at my house and they get to talk to him, but nobody ever approached him. So what is more disparaging than what they're doing? My daughter, when her dad um, walked away from us when she was two months, mm -hmm. two months, didn't look back. When I went to do the passport case, you come up with all of this uh, different other allegations. Mm -hmm. She came back with welts on her foot. She had welts on her foot. Nobody reported to the police. I took her to the doctor. I was the one, but still they turned around and blamed that on me when she was in his custody. What, why they talk about what is disparaging when he refused to open the door, all these things. And then she talked about, oh, that the council is not involved. So how did she know all the information from the counselor? And the counselor didn't tell both of us what um, my daughter stated in the counseling. And it's no need for, for, for her to tell the father back anything. Because like I said, our door was open. She stated to the court that she had a case at six o'clock. When she followed us in a white SUV, huh? mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my daughter said, mommy, look, look, at um, uh, Miss Christine is following us. Mm -hmm. So how could she be in her office and have a client at the same time? And then now you want to say that she's not in collusion with, with you? Mm -hmm. She is in collusion. And she's not a psychologist. And this counseling that now that it's um, right here that I'm not participating with Christine. Christine is not a psychologist. She have her master's in, in social work. She's a what, MSLW? Mm -hmm. She's not a psychologist. And originally, like I mentioned on the previous podcast, the counseling was supposed to be with my daughter and her alone. We were so just, the parents were just obligated to make sure that she's there. And they know they were playing games with it. Because for the time that I was, number of times that I tried to reach out to that counselor and was unable to meet her while the father already done four or five sessions with her. Then she turned and tell me that she was never given my information. Then when she did get my information, she keeps canceling stuff, setting the counseling, when is her father date? All of that I mentioned. So now you still want to turn around and say that you concerned this, his lawyer, Laura Brooks and the gal still want to turn around to, to say that they're concerned that I'm not participating in counseling when I did state all the dates. I had all the dates and times when we had mediation in September 7th, I think. I give them all the dates and time when I meet out to this woman. Emails. So how are you going to turn around and blame me now that I don't want to go counseling? And then, like I said, the counseling was just for my daughter. First, she said, she was uh, referred to the CAC because of allegations and stuff like that. And then she wanted to do further um, counseling with my daughter alone to help with her emotional stabilization. And then suddenly she emailed me and said, oh, the order changed um, that I need to go counseling with my daughter for emotional bonding. Like where you, where you get that from? I never received an order from the court saying that I have to do this. The court, the judge never said anything. So for her, for the judge now to write off that I refuse to do counseling when she knows very well that she never sent me an order. Huh? You know, I find this happens frequently where these attorneys get their, you know, uh, too many cooks in the broth here where they're 
telling parents to do this co-parent counseling or whatever counseling, like what they just ordered, and the judge has nothing to do with it. Where where does an attorney order you to do this? And that's what happened in the first place. And the, the, the judge buy it over. Because in the first place, when the co-parenting, co-parenting was originally um, ordered, it wasn't the judge. It was his attorney when it first began. Mm-hmm. And she wants me to go to the psychologist that she wants me to go to. Mm. Just like, oh, now you want me to go to this person who is a master, have a master. I have a bachelor's in social work, you know, Marianne. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of the ethics that they are violating. I have to move away from my mom a little bit. My battery is slow. Um, bring a chair, mommy, and come closer here. Sorry about that. That's okay. So my battery is just a little low. Yeah. So all, um, like I said, it was never court order. Who is they? She said they, um, the order changed from they. Who is they? She never tell me who is they. And from, from her following me and all of that stuff, I don't feel comfortable to talk with her. She's not somebody that I want to talk to. She's not somebody that I would talk to. So I don't care how much order they write. Mm-hmm. I am... They could write refusal many times. I am not going to speak with her. If I can't speak with somebody that I feel comfortable with and that I know that have my child's, my interest and my child's best interest at heart, I do not have nothing to say to you. Mm-hmm. Because when you go into counseling, you have to feel comfortable with that person. Mm-hmm. And that's what they were disregarding all along. And this is what I was saying all along. You're disregarding my care. This is my care. This is my well-being. I mm-hmm. have a right to choose whoever, just like, oh, you have a right to choose whatever dentist, primary care physician. I think it should go for the same here. Not because I don't have full custody. Make I don't have an, a, a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. And what is more disparaging? The father talks so many things about me, so many things about my family, so many things about my friends. We didn't complain. I didn't go to the court. Oh, the father said this, the father said it. Even if I said it or say it, they wouldn't believe anyway. They go along with what they want to believe. Him. Like Marla mm-hmm. Freeman said, I have a quote that I, I like. <clears throat> seeing, seeing, knowing the truth, seeing the truth, and want to believe in the lie. So what else could you tell them? Because they choose to believe in the lie. All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them from the judge come right down. But just because I complain and you know that I'm exposing you, you want to be vindictive. That's not what you're in the position for. You're not in a position to be vindictive to anyone. You know? It seems I, you know, with every person that I am talking to, the courts are just handing over the child to the abusive parent. And yeah. we're talking super abusive. Yeah. And they're concerned about this podcast, Marianne, and and um, the, the My Wizard app. I'm coming back to the My Wizard. First of all, you know how many pictures that I upload on the My Wizard app with black and blue marks? One time he said my daughter got a bump. Like when you, you bump your head, she mm-hmm. had a long cut across her forehead from a bump. Don't give you, it give, when you bump your head, you get a knot, not a cut, right? She had a long cut all the way to her head. You couldn't see the whole cut because it, it fall into her hair, right? Mm-hmm. You get, you get the, the, her brother, they shaving up her um, hairline. All the hair behind her head shave out. You cut up all her behind her hair. You cut the length of her hair. All of that stuff, they shaping up her eyebrows, mm-hmm. right? All of that you're doing. So now you give, um, you're worrying about me going on a podcast and talk about what's going on with all the black and blue marks she comes with every week. Hmm? Even the daycare, all of them covering it up. I know like some of the marks, I can't blame the daycare, like I said, for every mark because some of those marks is under her clothes, clothing. Mm-hmm. So you, the, the gal, um, concerned about my communication, what I said, um, how I'm communicating with that. That answer when he wants to answer. When he's, when they have court going on, he's he this perfect gentleman. But mm-hmm. when they don't have no court, you have months. They have at least four stretch, four months where he didn't answer when I reach, um, reach out to him on the, on the app. Uh, when he did reach out to before court and all he said, thank you, receive, thank you, receive, thank you, receive. One thing I did ask him, I remember asking him, he went away for, to Atlanta. He, he claimed for work for a whole week and had my daughter staying by some woman named Sylvia. I don't know where Sylvia lives. I don't know Sylvia's address. I don't know who living with Sylvia. If anything happened to my daughter, I don't know Sylvia's phone number. Nothing, right? 
but you mm-hmm. have this my daughter's living staying with this person named Sylvia and her husband or whoever but I don't know nothing about these people right Question she asked him, when is her doctor's appointment? Till after he go to the doctor's appointments and whatever, when he feel like telling me, then he tell me. Because he has full custody and according to them, they don't have to tell me anything. You don't have to tell me anything. And you take full custody to a new level. Then they also mentioned in the order that I'm refusing to do co-parenting. Since January of this year, the judge said for us to do co-parenting. She gave him all the power. She gave him all the power over the child. She gave him all the power to choose all the um, the treatment for us. So he was supposed to choose uh, co-parenting counsel. We are the end. We in the end of the year. We in, today's the January what tenth? January tenth. Since June, um, June twenty second, I think if I'm correct with the date, the judge ordered for him to do um, find a co-parenting counsel. Until now, you haven't find one. And now you want to write in the in the order that I am refusing. And he's not doing his part. No, because him is him and his lawyer not following either. They're not following the order either. Even though the court order holidays, the, the is is attorney Laura broke cancel. Court order holidays. My next holiday was supposed to be Christmas Day. My daughter already know that we had plans for Christmas. Hmm? You thinking about what you're doing? You worrying about this podcast? You know how her her little heart probably bursting up in in her in her chest right now. She because she knows she was supposed to be with me this week. And she's not going to be with me for Christmas. You know how you're making that child feel? And you're talking about the counselor. So the judge ordered for me to go for mental health evaluation again. Because the, the gal say from my response on, on the My Wizard app. And um, his attorney, because of what I'm saying, disparaging myself on the podcast, on your podcast. So she she ordered me to go and do mental health. I'm not going to do no mental health. No, I don't think you need yeah, it. I don't, I'm not going to do no mental health. <clears throat> who don't like how I talk? Who don't like how I express myself? Who don't like the color of my skin or what I look like? That's too bad for them. Like my dad always tell me, whatever people think about me or feel about me is none of my business. I'm not going anywhere, right? She said a day for March, um, 5th for 22nd again. I already tell you that I'm not going to go into court in March. I already say that I'm not engaging with you. If they're not going to do right by me and right by my child, I'm not engaging with them. You bring my child back to me because in the first place, my child was not abused. She's well taken care of. She's loved, right? <laughs> you not only uproot this child from me, right? You uproot her from people who love her. You know, before she left last Friday, she said, mommy, she said to me, mommy, she said, wherever you're going to be for Christmas, I am praying that God protect you and keep you safe. And you know that I love you and I'm going to always be with you. A five-year-old. And then we went to the post office the same afternoon and she picked up one of those priority um, envelopes from the, from the desk that used to happen there. She said, I'm going to write Nana a letter. She put a card in the envelope and she, she writes she write her name. She knows to write her name and she writes a little scribble, right? She said, Mommy, I want you to give Nana this. It's like, it's like, no, with this, it's like my daughter foresee that she's not going to be with me for Christmas. Hmm? Mm. And she said she know that they're fighting. When I talked to her about this thing, because we have conversation, she said, I know they're fighting you, mommy. I know. Even when I talk about a counselor, she said, you know, I heard, she said, I, first she said, I hear my daddy and Miss Christine talking about custody and court. And then she changed her mouth. She said, you know what, mommy? I heard them talking about you. Mm-hmm. I heard them talking about you. And she said, by the way, what is custody? <sighs> Who is a judge? Who is a lawyer? And what a judge does? And um, what, what is visitation? And then she, then she said, is visitation when you come for me on, on um, Wednesday and then you take me back to the center? Is that the visit? That's what the visitation is? And I said, yes. And then she said, now what the court do? What the judge do? My daughter is not stupid. Mm-hmm. Her father take her for granted because he talks a lot of nonsense in front of her. Right? He talks yeah. a lot. Don't even tell this child that I am dead. You tell her the other day that I would not get her, I would not have a daughter if I don't pay child support. Hmm? But everything he says is okay. But everything I say, I have mental health issue. Well, they're going to have to hear a lot of mental health um, issue, I guess, statements from me. Because right now they, they have gone very personal, very personal. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be upset because, you know, 
I've come a long way with this situation and with prayers. Thank God for prayers and people pray with me. And I grew up seeing my grandmother praying and I have to revert back to that. Because you know what? I realized we live in a barbaric, selfish, incompassionate world. Mm -hmm. Evilness. Because for you to uproot a child from the mother is the most diabolic thing a, a, a person could do to a mother, to a child. Mm-hmm. And for a judge being a woman. Said there's so many children out there have so many, um, in so many different, um, in treacherous situations. And here you are because I'm on a podcast and because I'm, I'm telling my mind. Hmm? If they had done right about me and done right by me and my child in the first place, they would have never had to hear anything. So I would not have had to come on this podcast if they had not used the court like a dolly house. That is disparaging the way that they're doing this, doing to the court. Now you want to make yourself look good because I talked about you and all the wrong things that you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is attorney Laura. Book. She um she have the the supervisor at the child ink center that they want me to go and visit. That now I have supervised visit two times a week. Hmm. The supervisor was in contact with her. If I if they have a problem with me at the center, why not write me up? Deal with it there. Why are you contacting um his attorney? But his attorney don't want to show that she she have her hands in every pot and everything. She don't want to. She don't. She's she's ashamed that now that I'm talking about it. Hmm? You're not a mother, but I'm gonna pray for them, Maria. I am going to pray for them and I'm gonna fast for them. Seeing the one to be like Herod and Goliath in mm-hmm. the Bible. I am going to pray and fast for them and they're going to get exactly what Herod and Goliath um, received. Mm-hmm. And here, this attorney, Laura Brooks, is worried about a podcast. Apparently, the judge must be also worried about this. But if they would just do the right thing, then we can stop the podcast. Correct. Correct. Do the right thing. Well, do what the right gonna, thing. What are they going to do right now? Now you give he gets sole custody, sole resident. Now she's saying that oh, the um the visitation is temporary. Hmm? How could you do that, at child? Christmas time? How could you oh. do that? Huh? How could you do that? How, how dare you? Hmm? What type of person are you? You're not but a diabolic person, judge. And I have no respect for her because in the first case, this case should have never reached as far as it reached if she had sat and did her work correctly or actually read your file. Did she ever read your file? Well, when I when I went to court in April, she 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 uh, reported my evidence as a as a pile. Hmm? The she, pile that she get a month. The judge she referred to oh Brooks, you see this pile? Yeah, she referred to my evidence as a pile. So when I start talking about um oh about when I start presenting my case, then she was oh shoot, I didn't know videos in here. Oh, I didn't know this is here because she never read it. No, you know, it, between you and several other mothers I've interviewed and dads, these judges are not looking at evidence whatsoever. They, I don't know how heavy their docket is. I don't care how heavy their docket is. When it involves a child and a child's well-being, they better damn well be looking at your evidence. That's their job. That's what the taxpayers are paying for. And no child needs to be tormented at Christmas time. Yes. And then to talk about um, one of the reasons why they call it emergency hearing because I took my daughter. My, way before, why I call it emergency hearing? When, when um, as she went to the hospital, I think sometime in early November or something like that. So now you call it emergency hearing in um, December mm-hmm. 5th, 5th, right? After mm-hmm. the fact. But I see that she punched, the dad punched her in her head. She did say it. She didn't only tell me, she told my mom. She said, Nana, I have something to tell you. Mm. And she told my mom, she told my aunt, and she told my friend. And she told my friend that her dad punched her. Mm. But they always hitting at her. Like she said, a brother always hitting and he always kicking, right? Every time he passed her, he always hitting and kicking. Like the other day when she came to me, she had one black and blue uh, mark on her wrist. I must not say anything. Even DFS conclude this case. I didn't get a letter from them. They said mm-hmm. the DFS worker went and um and testifying on on December on December fifth. This case has been open against me since for seven months now. 
And all the time, nobody have been in contact with me. No phone calls, no email, nothing. What is the update with this case? Now she went and testified. The, the case opened, the case closed. I don't know. It's going on for seven months. Seven months. And you give me supervised visit. When, she, when I'm doc documenting that she's coming from dad with all these marks, you worried about the podcast hmm? and not the marks that she's coming with and the bruise. And you don't have, who's going to take care of her? Now you have her full time. Who is going to take care of her? Hmm? If I don't comb her here, nobody comb her here. If I don't wash her here, nobody washed it. Or sometimes mm -hmm. when I wash it, we had a friend or whoever used to loosen out her hair every time I comb it. So I guess that person gets sick and tired. They don't do it anymore. So for the last month, her hair hasn't been combed. <sighs> so all of these things, you, you worry, you, you're worrying about the podcast, but you're not worrying about her, 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 um, her appearance, her well belt. You're not worrying about her safety. You're not worrying about anything. But let them and let anything happen to my child over there. Let mm. anything happen. That's how children get murdered. Because now you put her, she, she had that buffer that she's coming with us. Mm -hmm. No, she doesn't have it. But let anything happen. I'm going to set a state because I upload all the pictures of all the marks and bruises on the My Wizard app. So if the gal, if she's worrying about what I'm saying to the father, instead of paying attention to those pictures, that's what she's supposed to be paying attention to. All right. those pictures that I upload. But she worried about what I'm telling the father. She worried that I tell the father, look like Thanksgiving Day. Well, he, had, he had Thanksgiving, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't plan anything for Thanksgiving because most of the day she went from nine to six with him. So I said, I tell her, when she come back, we just gonna watch a movie and relax. And then the following day after Thanksgiving, we do something. So when she come back, she keep complaining about her belly. She said her, her dad gave her the laxative because sometimes she struggles with um, constipation. Since she come to me, she was, get, she was going to the bathroom five. So she didn't, she didn't need the, mir the Miralax. He gave her Miralax all after from six o'clock till after 12. That child was running back and forth to the bathroom. Oh, to the point that it hurt her because you know, when you go, you go so much mm -hmm. and then there's nothing else more to push out, hmm? mm -hmm. nothing more else to push out. And then when I call the doctor, then they tell when I tell him what they said, Oh, they can't tell him, but I'm telling you what happened. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what he's doing with the Miralax, and this is not the first time he did it. This is she or when she was more young, he did it, did it, used to do the same thing. When she's coming back to me, he dosed her up with a Merrillac. So when I start telling him, I said, How evil could you be? How evil could you be? You have so much hate and anger in you. You're gonna give this child Merrillac when she's coming back to me because you think you're gonna spoil my Thanksgiving. So he tagged his um attorney, Laura Brooks, on the um wizard app. Why are you tagging her? And I told him, Marianne, excuse my language, she cannot cut my ass. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing things that you're not supposed to do and things that you're supposed to be answering, you don't tag her. Because you and her both picking, picking and choosing what texts or messages you want, want, want to um, pick to come and make a case out of it. Because you have nothing else better to do. So why am I going to court with them? To, for, for, to talk the same nonsense over and over? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was this any reason? The reason that they give her emergency ex parte airing the podcast, the counseling that was not court ordered. Who court? Who ordered the counseling? Nobody can tell you who ordered it. And because I said that um, the father punched my child in the head and they concerned. That is that is emergency. That is anything for emergency. They have children who are abused out there. Who in serious situation? And you taking time, you putting those putting this frivolousness over. A, situ a situation, I'm sure they have children in Delaware that had more serious situation that they could call it emergency ex parte hearing for that's the cause for this nonsense but I'm on the podcast and I'm it's going to affect my child and all of this stupidness so you, you know continuing mm -hmm. now this family wizard apparently their mission is to help families living separately thrive that's their it's, mission it's an act this communication but who monitors it who monitors who monitors it because i think now uh someone may want to correct me but i believe it's the afcc which is the association of family conciliatory courts so when people pay 100 dollars, 104 
Oh, it's gone up since I've been in. Okay. Because, um, yeah, they're making a lot of money off of our family wizard. And from what I understand, a judge can't order you to uh, participate in family wizard. There's other programs that are free or cost less, but they like the family wizard because it is associated with the Association of Family and Conciliatory Courts. Someone cor correct me if I'm wrong, but that is what I have been hearing. And um, the Association of Family and Conciliatory Courts is a premier interdisciplinary and international association of professionals dedicated to the resolution of family conflict. Really? Yeah, they're just acting like fucking dogs. Like the, 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 the gal, everything she, she never interviewed me, never interviewed me, but you have a whole synopsis of what, what you think or who I, you think I am. I don't care. I don't care what they think I, or who they think I am, Marianne, you know? Well, you mm -hmm. just can't say that I am mental. Everything I say, I am mental, I'm mental, mm -hmm. I'm mental. Hmm? That's what or they call doctor, everybody. Psycho psychological, are you a psychologist? Are you mm -hmm. a doctor? Who would, which normal person would be going through this and act like nothing is wrong? Even if I'm pretty sure this situation turned wrong on them as mothers, as sisters, as aunties, they wouldn't like it. They wouldn't like what my, to endure with my family. Some people would never able to take it. Some of them would commit suicide. Mm -hmm. I can free, I'm free to talk. This is my freedom of speech. You're telling me that I can't talk, that I can't talk. If they had done the right thing and had somebody to listen to me and make sure that this writing is done by my chat, they wouldn't have to hear my mouth. So now that they want to play personal, more personal, and follow my Facebook, like I said, they were following my Facebook, they're following my podcast. Of course, you see they're following social media for know that I'm on the podcast. And another thing I did mention with them following me around and monitoring my house. Now I moved to a different address, right? I mm -hmm. moved to a different address. Last Saturday, what was last Saturday? Last, last Saturday, someone was in front of my friend's house for an old hour, monitoring his house, right? Mm -hmm. And this is recently. So when I was, when I was at my old address, they said that I was lying, that I'm, I guess I was mental then again. Nobody was coming. So now I moved to a new address and the same nonsense starting. But I'm going to let all those, see that they're listening to your podcast. I'm going to let all the neighbors in the neighborhood know. So when they see all these lingering cars, what is, why, why it is, and they should call the police every time they see them. Every single time they see them, let them call the police. And this is also an extended form of domestic violence, legal abuse. And this is what family court perpetuates is further legal abuse, child psychological abuse. The opposing attorney, the judge, everyone who is against you are child abusers, psychological child abusers. And I don't know why CPS isn't after them for putting your child through this. Why, instead of, um, you know, when the child is hurt, why are they running this through family court? Why isn't it not transferred to criminal court where it should be handled? Yep. Mm -hmm. No, they want to protect him, that nothing is going on, but let them know that anything happened. At least I have everything documented. I have all the pictures that she's been hurt over there. And all of them know. Say if the judge look at the pictures or not, that's on her. That's on her. She should have looked at those pictures. She should look. She should instead the first time when I talk about my daughter here being the way how they were cutting my daughter here, she said she don't she didn't care about no hair cutting. Right? She didn't care about no hair cutting. She didn't worry about that stuff. She sent me to do mental health evaluation, right? She sent me to do a mental health evaluation then. Not because a lawyer. These two lawyers talking about they think I'm mental. I don't give a damn what they think I am. I'm not going to no mental health evaluation. Should I get the memo? No. See now they're listening. And I'm not going to no court. If they're not giving me my child, I'm making this right. I'm not engaging with them. And I'm standing my wrongs with it. And I am going to stay confident in prayer. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get back my child. I'm going to come back right on your podcast. And I'm going to get back my child because I'm going to some serious fasting and prayers for them. And God forgive, I forgive them this morning because, you know, they don't know, they don't know God. These people don't fear God. 
they don't the thing that every day they wake up and they have power and title that can take away can easily take away power and title and position is temporary mm -hmm. i told mm -hmm. my child Marianne, i had a lot of medical issues with getting pregnant mm -hmm. and i prayed and fast prayed over years and years and time over time even one time i said oh god like god is not going to give me a child and when my daughter came I was so shocked. I thought I wasn't going to be able to get pregnant. That doctors write me off of not getting pregnant. And I prayed and made covenants with God. And they don't know what they're touching. That is not your ordinary child you're touching. Mm -hmm. And a lot of, a lot, you see, like a lot of madness come upon Pharaoh. A lot of madness going to come on them for what they do to my child. They take my child from me. I am her mother. She came from my body. Mm -hmm. I am the one who carry her. I'm the one who get the discomfort. I am the one who get marked for her mm -hmm. and I am going to use just what my prayers and get her they can believe and think how much mental I want but I'm going to stand strong and confident in God and know and that I will be returned to me I'm not going to let her get me upset I'm not going to be anxious I'm not going to be mad or anything with them because there's not a battle that God never win and this battle I am confident that he is going to win because I surrender it all to him mm -hmm. I know my mom wants yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yes, Mary. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this all about just taking this child away from people that she loves. Mm -hmm. I have seen my granddaughter, like when she's ready to go to her father, she's like, Mommy, Nana. You know, it, it's not something easy to watch this child crying. Mm -hmm. And for you to take her to the center for us to go and visit her. No, that's 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 not gonna be easy on her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I even have she leaves some of her pets that are her little toys for me. She said, Anna, you take care of them for me. Mm -hmm. So th this is not about, about this child. This is about what dad said, whatever dad said. Yes, dad even she even said that they, they claim that she's a liar. That showed her is gone and said, this is what's going to take her to heaven. Mm. And, and everything that, that, you, that, that the father said, you believe. But when this child talks, why, why is my granddaughter going to a counselor that has knowledge in drug and alcohol? Is my granddaughter on drug and alcohol? Mm -mm, mm -mm. Why, why is she going to that counselor in the first place? But just because people talk, you are being exposed yeah, that my daughter is mental. No, she's not mental. She's fighting for her child. Mm -hmm. She's fighting for her child. She's a mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of her and what she's doing. And I'm proud of you, Marianne, for carrying on this show. I'm so proud of you. Well, thank you. Yes, we, we will stay strong in prayer. And I'm very proud of Marineka for talking about this because um, all of this should never have happened to begin with. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Two months ago, I leave her. Two months. And was not even consistent with his visits. I know you, 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 you fight him, and then you fight him for child support. Huh? Yeah, Marianne, when I got money, injured, right? When I got money from my injury, I helped him get some of his bills together to get himself together. Now you're fighting me for money. How greedy could you be? Oh, yes. Yes. I, I have an ex just like that. Believe me. I helped greedy. him. And yes. And then they come I after you. I could take that same same money that I helped myself and uh, to help him get his finances together to help myself. Mm -hmm. To put it away for some trust or something. But I help him so you can know your child support court fighting me for money because all of greed. Greed. He's greedy. Greed. Even when he, he didn't have to buy nothing for his child. I didn't ask him to buy nothing. Not a sneakers, not a nothing. She got everything she need and some and more. More mm -hmm. than enough to share, more than enough to go around. And next thing she said, mommy, don't matter how long, please keep my Christmas gift. And we will be keeping our Christmas gifts together. Mm -hmm. 
and thank God the family, everybody calling the ask. She already took me to Walmart. We went to Walmart and she showed me everything that she needed. We took, I took pictures of it. So everybody's going to get her what she needs. And don't matter if she come back in the summer, mm. with, with, don't matter when she come back, the gifts are going to stay right under the tree waiting for her. I don't care how long it is. These people are psychological you know? abuse. These are child psychological abusers, the judge, the attorneys, they're all committing child psychological abuse. Yes. Even like my mom said, when um, we first, she started doing the um, the weekend overnight, because from the two hours when he started doing overnight, this child scream and holla and holla and holla and holla and holla for months. And don't matter how much people I reach out to. Hmm? You know how that net almost send me like staring mad. You know what is it for a mother to hear a child screaming every time? Oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. I'm scared. I'm scared. And all the judge hear from those videos that I presented, all she get from the video is when my daughter run across the parking lot that I'm unfit for allowing my, my child. When both of us was videotaping. And then she said, oh, there's so many videotaping in this case. If I don't videotape, how am I going to get evidence? Mm -hmm. He's videotaping too. Mm -hmm. Even the co-parenting class, he record because it's, it's attorney bill or case around that. So she didn't help the situation in this case either. So even if we were supposed to go somewhere with the co-parenting, it wouldn't go nowhere because she keep listening and he's keep feeding, giving feedback or wherever he tape it for her to bill her case off of that. So you didn't do it. She didn't do Laura Brooks didn't do a justice with a co-parenting class either. So we want to talk about co-parenting. Why are you interfering with the co-parenting? Hmm? You know, I'm thinking she wants him to get the child support so she can get paid. Yes. <laughs> she And she he had her for, I told you already, she, he had the same attorney for four years and he don't work for that much money. So I don't know how he's affording her. Mm -hmm. How is he affording her? You're working for free or you're doing something else? Like my dad said. Because mm -hmm. you, you can't afford her for all this time, consistently. You're not working for that much money. If so, but I don't have the money. Because listen, I, I put in for 25 different jobs in Delaware, state jobs. They deny me of all of them, including DMV that I applied for. And I went to interview with DMV for different positions, like over 10 times. Now they're telling me that I'm not qualified at all for none of those positions, not even for an interview. I put in for a, a child support had an opening. I put in for the write me back and said that I'm not qualified for the position. Two days ago, they called me and said that, asked me if I still want the job. After they don't write me and tell me that I'm not qualified, I said, no, not working with them. Mm. Playing games. And why are you mm -hmm. calling me? Why just like how you write me? Why just like how you email me and said that I'm not qualified for the, for the job? Why are you calling me? I you block your number. And then with the center, I want people to know the center the judge um, ordered two days for me to go for 60 minutes, right? Is what, 50 or $60 for each 60 minutes and for $60 for each additional person that come with me. So if I have five persons come with me, $60 each person I have to play, right? Mm -hmm. So now they call me at the center if I want an extra day. Like I'm supposed to feel good about extra day. I don't, mm -hmm. my child is not going to visit. You know, you know, you know, you know how that's going to affect her? But know that she just coming and spend an hour with me and then she leaving when she used to us going to the store going here going out to dinner going to the you know doing little things that she likes she come with me she watch whatever movie she want to watch we do little things together mommy and, and and daughter stuff like little things that we have um we usually plan mm -hmm. how do you think that's gonna affect her yeah? it's like everything you do so rush rush without even thinking about nothing about what you're doing And this was going on from the beginning. And they worry about me, but this is going to affect her. She's only five. The podcast is going to affect her. The podcast is exposing them. Because a lot of people is not going to be afraid, but I'm not afraid to talk. What are they going to do? Who is playing the podcast for her? It's, I mean, really, is, I mean, I think any five-year-old would find my podcast highly boring. <laughs> my daughter would not watch the podcast. <laughs> Because she's not in, she's going to tell you, right, this, not, that's not, um, that's not Barbie. Yeah, sorry. I don't, 
resemble Barbie. She likes L A L and all those stuff. So, so it's nothing of our interests. Nothing. So the attorney, no, it's affecting them. It's not affect my daughter. It's affecting them because I'm talking the truth. And I'm not afraid to talk. What are they going to do? Kill me next? Because they follow me all over the place. What are they going to do? Kill me? And they kill me. I tell my mom, make sure that all of them be held accountable. All of them. I'm not afraid of that. I work mm-hmm. in a prison. You could have gone in a prison one day and know that the prison may not never come out. I have officers who went to, to, to work and they come out. So that's a job that I choose. That's a job that I love. I'm mm-hmm. trained to be a police officer. You know, if I still be a police officer, this guy is not guaranteed that you can get to go home every day. You know, you right. want to go every day, but you never know what, 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 it, um, what would happen. And I wouldn't disparage the court, disparaging what they're doing because they have no respect for the court. They have no respect. As an officer, they're, they're part of the training for evidence. You have to make sure that evidence is handled a certain way. It, it's bagged a certain way. Everything is written a certain way. Everything is packaged a certain way. Because if it's not, the right lawyer come up, that whole case is showing out, even though that person was guilty to the core. So here you are in family court. You think I'm not going to speak up? They got the wrong person because I am going to speak. I'm not afraid to speak. What else are you going to do to me? What else could they do to me? What else Natalie Hashim thinks she could do to me? On Monday, the 5th of December, they called you with this ex parte emergency deal thing. They keep yeah. calling me on Friday afternoon, but I was driving. Mm-hmm. There's um, no way I would be able to, to answer them. So they keep calling me Friday. Monday morning, they keep calling over and over, like over oh, 10, 20 times. Yeah, because they could sort of write it in order that I refuse to, to participate and whatever. Hmm? I already tell you, it's the same nonsense. You keep going doing over and over. And was there... I know we're not no lawyer, Marianne, but mm-hmm. was there a reason for them to call it emergency hearing for the reasons that I gave you? Was there really a reason? No. What is the emergency about the podcast? What is the emergency about um, me not going to a court order um, counseling and, and making a statement? I'm a statement they didn't say my daughter said about that she said about me. Hmm? Was it so the attorney can rack up another hour of bill billing? <laughs> Well, now I'm not partaking with them. So now that they're listening, they're gonna know that I'm not partaking with them. I'm, 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 it's, it's just too much energy. It's too, too toxic. Oh. And and this is just too, too draining. It's, it's like they don't have nothing else to do. So why should I engage with them with nonsense? Why? Mm. What else could you do to me? You don't say that I'm gonna visit my daughter at the center, but I'm gonna show them how strong I am. I'm going to show them and not God is going to, sh- God doesn't deal with them saying that they don't know God. I know a lot of people don't fear God, but they, they, oh. they get some stuff coming to them. They don't oh, yeah. know God. They don't believe in God. Hmm? But when you see you as mother, it doesn't matter what position you, you're in. When you have children and grandchildren and nieces and sisters, be careful what you're doing to other people's children. Be careful because those things come back to you. We name mm-hmm. karma. And it come back 10 times worse than what you did to that person. It doesn't, the karma don't ex, have no exempt of your position or title. You know, I don't want to say it's good that happened with COVID. COVID come to wake up some people, but I think some people still sleeping. Mm-hmm. None of us expect that COVID would come and take our family members. But COVID changed a lot of people's mindset, bring them closer to the family. That, that family would have refused to be close with and, and change their ways. COVID wake a lot of people up. But mm-hmm. I guess they think that they, they, they're just operating on, on some type of whatever. But I'm going to pray for my child here. I'm telling you, I'm not abandoning my child. I want everybody in this podcast and who listen that I am not abandoning my child, but I refuse to engage with the nonsense. I refuse to keep going back and forth with the nonsense. I had enough of this. I've come a long way, Marianne. You know how this these type of stuff mess with you mentally physically mm-hmm. they i think family court is designed to make people physically ill yes even the children mm-hmm. yes because look what you're doing to my child at christmas and she already know that we plan to have christmas at nana house right mm. and she said mommy make sure nana buy my gift 
make sure my, she said, make sure my uncle Dello, my, she called my brother uncle Dello, she would never call his name right. Make sure he buy my gift. And she said, make sure all my nieces and nephew, make sure everybody, she gave me a whole list of the whole family have to buy her gifts. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, don't worry, buy anything because she's not going to be here for Christmas, but they're insisting that they're going to still buy it and we can keep it. Mm-hmm. And, and she wants these gifts because she wants some type of um, validation to feel that, you know, um, it's like when you don't have anything in your life, you want to hold on to something, you know, and even if it's a pen, I, I've been in prison and I can tell you, I had a paper that had my prisoner identification number on it. I know it's crazy. They were calling me crazy anyway, but I carried that paper with me because that's all I had. So when your daughter's asking for this gift from all these people, it's because that's all she has to focus on. Mm-hmm. And now you take that one thing away from her. You take it away from her. The and that's judge child psychological abuse. Hmm? Natalie Hashkin, you took that away from my child Christmas. And I'm telling you, she wouldn't, they would never have peace in their household. They would never have peace in their household for Christmas. And as long as my child is away from me they are not going to have peace when people don't know peace and don't know how to give people peace god will never give them peace no matter how you pray no matter how much you go to church hmm? she in church every sunday hmm? mm-hmm. like my grandmother always said not everybody go to church and say lord lord they are god right right but people don't know god they have they're about to meet him they're about to meet him i pray for my child i want mm-hmm. them to understand my child in, my child is a miracle I prayed for her. I prayed. They don't have to understand, but they're going to feel the consequences. When somebody pray and God bless them with a gift, when, when someone make a covenant with God mm-hmm. and he bless them with that gift, you play with fire. Mm-hmm. You play with a lot of spiritual fire. You know, one of my friends told me, and this is before I even got in family court, but there was a neighbor that was aggravating me. But um, she said, you know, let God deal with him. God will deal with him. She said, just pray, God, you deal with him. So when I entered family court and we had this nutty judge, we had several of them. Anyway, I would pray, God, remove them from my life. God, however you want to do this, just remove them from my life. The judge ended up um, dying of pancreatic cancer. (laughs) Um, also, the the attorney's wife was who I started out with. And I said, dear God, I've never seen a banshee so out of control in a courtroom in my life. Dear God, remove her from my life. Dear God, I can't tell you how I prayed. And sure enough, I had to put up with her a number of months. Then she ended up with cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People don't understand the power of God, God, yeah, the way, God. The, the power of prayer, because when you pray, you have no you you have nothing to do with well, how God chooses to deal with them, right? Because right. you may take somebody child physically from them, but God takes them away from you, take yours from you. Period. Mm-hmm. Indefinitely. And you know, just do your job. Do your job. Do your job and do it right. And they've got to get rid of these psychologists that have no idea how to handle a situation like yours or mine. And they're trained in the wrong field to even do so. And they, uh, I don't think they should be connected with the port, the, the courts. They should be independent contractors that you would call. Just, Go ahead. But she's not, she's not even, the, the, um, the counselor is not even a psychologist. That's the thing. That Yes. See, that's things like that. And people need to know this. That's why I'm so glad you're on talking about this because people don't know this goes on. She's not, she have nothing to do with, she's not a child. They have one person at um, Turning Corners that have 23 years of experience, way more experience with children. with children, as young as my daughter. Why they never assign her to him? Why you put her? She don't have no experience with young children. Uh-huh. None. She's not even a, she's a child psychologist. And they're talking about I'm disparaging the court with with information and all of the stuff that the the thing. What about him coaching my daughter? Coaching her to say things. 
coaching her to say things that she wouldn't say on a regular. Because right. and I, I just know when she's coach because she can say something even before, like sometimes I pick her up, she just brought it out like she couldn't wait for see me, mommy. I fall and blah 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 blah. blah. Mm-hmm. And then wait till she calm down and you ask her that same question in a different way. You get a complete total different story. Mm-hmm. Because now you trip her up. Because she had she was so focused on telling you what he said. What he said. <clears throat> but when it turned around for her to t- talk the story by herself and ask her, she can she can remember to um re- relate the way she was um uh, programmed to say it. That's why you know she's programmed. And mm-hmm. when you know something actually happening, especially like she repeated four times that she's been hitting her head numerous times too. She would talk it over and over. Nana, let me tell you something. Auntie, she's called my aunt, my aunt, Auntie Meadows. Auntie Meadows, let me tell you what happened. Emmy, my Emmy, let me tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. And once you see she going to person to person to person to person saying the same thing you know it happened mm-hmm. so if he punched my child in her head and she said it she punched her just like oh you want to believe when she said things it's just the same way you should believe when i say that she told me tell me things too is what good for the goose have to be good for the gander mm-hmm. you can't want to believe one side what normal person you just believe in one person this don't make no sense mm-hmm. well you i just believe one person I think this is just a setup, kind of like what they did to me, is to take your kids away and have you pay child support so they can pay off their attorney fees. That's the only thing I can think of. Because if they don't want to hire me, they want to deny me from all these jobs, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have me on a DFS case open seven months. I had to turn on four jobs out of day because it's in connection with children and you have an open DFS case against me. How am I supposed to go and work to pay this child support? How am I supposed to go and work? That's what happened to me. I understand. Her father's evil. And I'm going to say he's evil. You Mm -hmm. hate me that much that you don't care what you do to your child, what you put her through. And then you have these people in professional, all these professions, the gal and all of that. And she just, all of them just repeating after each other like quacking ducks. And now the judge wants me to go for mental health evaluation because it is attorney Laura Brooks said that. Laura Brooks has been saying that. When I said it before in the first time when I, in one of my complaints that she said that I'm mental, something is wrong with me, they deny that they say it. So now you write it down. Now she write it down. What are you going to say? Now they put it in writing. They think I'm mental. Now they're saying that they think I'm mental. Because what? Just by talking with somebody and because somebody talked their mind and talked freely and expressed themselves, their mental, I have a right to express myself. If you don't like it too bad. Well, I know that they're doing what they're doing. They have a lot more to hear because I will be talking about them. Well, we, you and I and a lot of other people were raised as kids to speak up and tell the truth and to be autonomous. And that's what we're doing. And you need you need to raise your child to not to lie. Not, and we know she's being coached to lie, but children yeah. do lie through coaching. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's so, exactly what's going on in this situation. Yes. And that's, and they're instilling her to be deceptive. That's not right. to okay. do. Yes. 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 So they are committing child psychological abuse over and yes. over. Yes. 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 And now you're telling her that she got to be okay. You just uproot her from people for Christmas. Not even Christmas, the people that she loves. People that she loves, yes. Mm-hmm. And the fit parent. I think they're missing out on the whole picture of who is the fit parent. They but don't I'm- care. They don't care. You know, when people set their mind out to, to, to do something, or to feel a certain way about you, or to think, no matter what heaven come down, they wouldn't change their mind, but they don't have to change their mind about me because I don't give a damn what they feel or think about me. I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. And they can't do me. Not, there's nothing as when they finish writing how much time I refuse to do this and I refuse. Not that I refuse and I'm going to stand my grounds to what I believe in. Mm-hmm. You are going to make it right. And you have your First Amendment rights to do so. Right. I am going to stand my grounds. 
until you get it right, Natalie Ashkins. So there's nothing else that she could do. She, Laura Brooks, the gal, whoever, whomever, there's nothing else that they could do to me. Nothing. What's the guardian? My, child is, my child is getting older. My child is getting older. She's not going to stay small. Like my grandma, would they have a saying in Guyana? Bottle, bottle don't grow. Only bottle don't grow. Right? Only bottle don't grow. You ever see a drinks bottle grow? Uh, uh, those glass bottles, they don't grow. Mm -mm. Right? They stay the same size. But children do grow up to be adults. Mm -hmm. What is the guardian ad litem's name? She's she named Patricia Weir. Oh. Weir, yeah, I think that's her name. Right? She never spoke, she never interviewed me. The first time, oh, she's concerned about the counseling. You're just repeating after what his lawyers say, even though I give dates of how many times I reach out to um, the counselor. But you're still concerned that I don't want to go to the counselor. Of course, I have a right now not to go to the counselor because who order? Hmm? You don't know what type of relationship I have with my child. Will you come up with, but I don't know how to bond with my child? Huh? Who ordered that? Because everything the father tell you, that's where you're going by. Mm. I'm very dis I'm very disappointed with some of the people in this family, in, in her father family, especially his aunt, his father's sister. Mm -hmm. I'm very disappointed in the cousins because they would not allow nobody to do their kids with allowing um to happen to Gazelle, to my daughter. Mm -hmm. well, probably they can't tell right? They would and his brother, you know, his brother had a was going through that his a, a, a nasty custody situation when it's time for him to get his, his children the mother would say oh you could come and get him now and then when he go she changed her mind and all sorts of stuff a lot of stuff but he never fought her the way my daughter father is fighting me and all the stuff he never encouraged them even though they tell him to do this and do that and do that the father and, and, and her father is telling him what to do and what not to do he never followed them he never followed them so I'm surprised that you can't talk to your brother you didn't put your children through this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He did not put his children through this aggravation. He did not, regardless of what their mother was doing. He never pulled her through the court and going back and forth with all this nonsense. He never did. And she, was she warranted to go through the court back and forth? Yes. With the things that she was doing? Yes. Mm -hmm. The things that she was doing to him, she was warranted for those children to be taken care of, taken, taken away from her. But the father never did that. So why you can't talk to your brother? Why are you allowing him to do your niece that? Well, because he's running a false narrative. He wants things to be done his way. And he may not even care about his brother's input because he's just, he's a personality disorder. That's who needs the psychiatric evaluation, not you. <laughs> but you know, yeah, you, know, that you, know you, you know, um, is aunt make a joke when my um, daughter father was younger. Nobody wanted to keep him for holidays. Nobody wanted to take him traveling because he had behavioral issue. So now that they talk, they talk it like a joke, but that affected him as a child because the, his mom passed when she was, was 10. You know, the father did the mom the same thing from what I learned from his aunt, the same thing that he's doing to me. His father par partially did that to his mom. My daughter father lost her, his mom when he was 10 years old. That woman developed brain cancer and all kinds of things and died out of stress. She was my age, exactly 46 when she died. At my age, you, he was robbed of his mother because of his father's behavior. And now you're doing the same thing. They're saying people are repeating the behaviors. Like he was stuck at that age when that happened, when his mother died. They're stuck in that age. And then they grow up, meet people in relationships, and then this cycle continues because they haven't dealt with it themselves. He should have gone to a counselor when his mother died. He should, no one got him into counseling when his mother died and had him uh, heal from this, tried to heal from this. So now he's putting you through it. Yes. And then when you get your daughter back, you're going to have to take her to a counselor that deals with child psychological abuse so she can deal with it. So she doesn't put that on somebody. Right. I know she's going to be going through it here. I know she's going to be going through it. 
I know she's going to be going through it. I almost lost it when she prayed for me. She said, mommy, wherever you're going to be for Christmas, may God protect you. I know that I love you. I know that everywhere you go, I'm going to be with you. Five-year-old praying that for, for me. Mm -hmm. I said, why you think that you're not going to be with me for Christmas? And I told my mom, I said, like, she foresee this. So that judge think that she did something good because you want to be vindictive against me. She would never have a happy Christmas. She would never, she would have a lot of unhappy Christmas. I'm sorry to say. Yeah. And how God chose to deal with them is none of my business. When I pray, how God chose to deal with them for what they're doing is none of my business because they get real personal. And God, really personal. Oh, God will deal with them. Yes. And I'm so glad you came on the podcast and I want to have you back on for, I'm sure there'll be more updates coming yes. down the pike. Yep. And how can people reach you if they have any questions, if they're going through a hard time or a case themselves and they have questions? You can reach me to start positive, the same email, start positive 2019.com. Okay. okay. I'll put that in the podcast notes. Um, don't jump off. Okay. Okay. Slam the Gavels, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petri, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Marinica Bowman and her mother in the future. Thank you both for coming on and telling us all of this. Thank you. Thank you, Marianne. Stay blessed. Thank you.